everybody. We are back with another episode of Strip Search, the comic strip podcast. I'm Pete Chianka, and I'm here with my co-host and good friend Dave London. Hi, Dave. Hey, Pete. We are back in uh, some nice fall weather here. It feels like last time we got together, I think it was about 112 degrees, but... Fall in New England, you can't beat it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll buy that. Um it just you know you are absolutely right. Except I, I immediately start to get depressed about the idea of winter coming. You know, it's that the leaves start to turn and then that's it. You got eight feet of snow before you you blink an it's eye. It's like Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. It is coming. It is coming. But for now, it is it is what it is. But we're very excited to be here with another episode for you. Uh, before we tell you about this week's guest, we have. Um, just wanted to mention a project by a previous guest of ours, uh, Sage Stossel, who's a terrific uh, cartoonist and illustrator, and she has a new project down. Am I right, Dave? She does. Well, she has a series of books that she's been doing called On the Loose. She's yep. on the loose in various cities, and her newest one is On the Loose in New York City, which mm-hmm. she has just come out with. And, and these are terrific, uh, sort of, if you had to put a label on it, you'd say it's sort of like a Where's Waldo style of a very, you know, sort of a, a busy scene where kids can find certain animals or certain other things that she tells them to find. It. And it's just terrific, terrific art. And if you've been to the cities that she draws in, she told us when she was here, you know, she goes and, and sits in the cities and observes. And if you happen to be there the day she was, you might find yourself in, in one of her books. And uh, this is one, as a native New Yorker, I can certainly appreciate uh, this particular subject matter. So um, check our website, petpeevescomic.com slash podcast, and we'll make sure to include a link to where you could find that. Um, And in the meantime, we are going to waste no time to uh, get ready to introduce you to this week's guests, Shelley Paraline and Braden Lamb, who are a couple, literally, they are married, of... um, just super talented, amazing illustrators who've done some some great work that you've probably seen, most notably um, the Ad- Adventure Time comic series based on the television show, and uh, just a lot of other you know really interesting uh, illustration and graphic novel work. And they are also, in particular, Shelley involved in the planning for the Massachusetts Independent Comics Expo, which is coming to Cambridge in October. So we're going to be talking about all of those things. Uh, when we come back after this short break. Stay tuned. Okay, everybody, we are back with Strip Search, the comic strip podcast with Pete Chianka, that's me, and Dave London. And uh, we are so excited about our guest today uh, who came in uh, to visit us here in our North Shore studio. We are sitting here with Shelly Caroline and Braden Lamb. Did I pronounce your names you correctly? Got it. That's, That's great. Good. Yeah. I always, we're always when I pronounce the names, we know the interview is going to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're off to a good start. Thank you so much for coming in today. Sure. Well, happy to be here. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, it was uh, uh, not not a big. Uh, uh, trip for us. We're in Salem. <laughs> Ten minutes. I know that's yeah. terrific. I say we don't we don't get many North Shore folks in in here. Salem is awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're so happy to be there. It seems yeah. like, like it would be a cool place to be an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely. Where, yeah, we picked it. Like when we were searching around, we're like, where are we gonna finally you know land? And we said, well, we need that. You know, we need some walkability, and we need some something that gets us out of the house because we work from home. And mm-hmm. yeah, Salem just yeah. has a lot going on. You get that little thing on Halloween that goes on and down that, there. Yeah. <laughs> Minor. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Uh, 
yeah, and it's yeah. coming and coming up. We had you ready for mm. had a good time to talk mm-hmm. to talk about yeah. Salem. We actually mm-hmm. can't leave the house. Well, we can <laughs> <Right. laughs> actually get right. the car out of the, out of the driveway. <laughs> yes, yeah. Some people do. Uh, I know the locals kind of abandoned ship. Uh, when you get to the last mm-hmm. few weeks of October mm-hmm. and let, let the tourists take over and, yeah, then, yeah. and then come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so but we wanted to talk to you. I mean, you, you guys have such a huge body of work that we could, that we could mm. talk about. Uh, you know, obviously you've done illustration, you've done comic work. And I, I love, and we'll, we'll put on our website when we post the podcast some examples of your work, but I love your style. It's such a, you know... Uh, you know, I use the word whimsical because I love saying whimsical. <laughs> it's one of it's one That's of those words. Word yeah. um, uh, well, I, I find it kind of interesting because it, it kind of depends on the different projects. Yeah. I, I feel like our our style is really, you know, depends on on the project. We'll, yeah. we'll uh, like for for making sense, we went we went with more of a, like, you know, sixties, you know, uh, animation, um, UPA or. Uh, Advertisement, Hanna Barbera kind of yeah. kind of look. Yeah. Uh, all the Adventure Time stuff looks looks more or less like the show, mm-hmm. but with a little bit of our our style. And One Day a Dot is way more sort of graphic, kind of mm-hmm. Charlie Harper ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the fun part about like we always say that we we spend a lot of time on development when we are. Um, starting in on a project probably more so because we're trying to get like on the same page stylistically Mm -hmm. and then we also feel a little bit like stylistic like chameleons Mm -hmm. and sometimes like good or bad you know Mm -hmm. because sometimes when you're referencing something you know like the like the 50s and 60s like styles right you don't want to don't want to ape that too much you don't want to still feel Mm -hmm. like something kind of fresh and original Mm -hmm. a little bit but we love to have fun we love to put energy Mm -hmm. like color and we like little mini stories like within each illustration and within each like freeze frame so yeah. that's, our, that's our thing so let me ask you uh, as a uh, team and I, I know you folks are married your husband and wife team mm-hmm. but generally mm-hmm. a lot of times as teams you sometimes have artists and writer teams but you're both artists mm-hmm. yeah. so how do you break up the duties who does what it kind of depends on the project mm-hmm. we'll, but we'll usually both sit down together and work on a a thumbnail or a rough for an illustration, uh, both sharing the same computer, but with you know two different inputs. So we'll kind of bounce back and forth and get the mm-hmm. the right kind of whatever kind of idea will make that illustration or image work best. And then after that, the different steps, uh, especially in comics where there's penciling and inking and coloring, those will just kind of go back and forth. Usually, I tend to do. Uh, most of the pencils, Shelley does most of the inks, and I do most of the colors. But again, we we participate in all the different yeah, steps. Yeah, we do. All of us. Yeah, and it's nice. We, even like, even when we're just doing an illustration, we'll like kind of toss it back and forth. Like nothing's mm-hmm. ever truly finished. There's a little bit of background work, or there's just something that like actually is someone's strength that will like kind of toss back. Will you do that? And like, and if someone has developed a concept art for something, like mm-hmm. a, a background or whatever, they'll be the person to kind of fill those things in. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we're good. just like, yeah. Not, not every couple would say that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about the, the process. It's great. It's, I don't know, but comics are just like, they take a lot of time. And then there's a lot that you, it gets kind of grueling too. Like you're really looking at the same thing, like over and over. And you're doing mm-hmm. like a repeated process of getting to a finished thing so it's nice that someone else is there to kind of like 
spruce it up or just kind of feel yeah, like to, it's... Yeah, to sort of take it off your plate for yeah, a little while. Yeah, that's true, too. That'll, yeah. that'll let you mm-hmm. uh, work on another thing. Yeah, especially when we're doing an uncompressed amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just and, like, well, and, and I have And to is there another way? Today. It's always yeah. a compressed yeah. amount of time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, which is good. That means mm-hmm. somebody is waiting for it. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll pay you for it when you're done, mm-hmm. which is, you know, yeah. a, a nice uh, uh, way to work. So, so now we're looking at the uh, Making Sense book and the One Day Adopt book in front of us now for those folks listening. Uh, are these traditional media? Uh, Making Sense was, um, so we've basically switched to doing uh, pencils completely digitally. Um, so, you know, we work with Clip Studio Paint, and that's great because, again, we're tossing these things back and forth so much it helps to have it be a digital file. And then we print those out for something like Making Sense. Um, and then we're inking traditionally and scanning back in and coloring back on the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then One Day a Dot was produced completely digitally. So are you, are you printing out on, like, a Bristol board or something? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Just, you know, jokes right to that same scale that usually people work their pencils in. Um, comics, yeah. And we never like. Sometimes we don't worry too much about like having a completely finished and penciled piece. Like we'll leave a little bit like for the paper because that's a nice experience too. Staring mm-hmm. at screens is not always great. <laughs> yeah, and it never changes too. Like your paper, like just even having that paper thing in front of you, like at your desk, like mixes mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. But a screen is always that screen. You know? mm-hmm. so. How long have you been working digitally? Like at what point oh, did you geez. did you make that that jump from paper to, to digital? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. It must have been Adventure Time. Yeah, it must have been Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. Just because that was like, we we knew that was going to be a monthly comic that was going to be doing what eighteen, nineteen, twenty pages every every month. So we needed to get those done and be able to pass them back and forth and make changes mm-hmm. and things. I think that's when we when we made the the leap to doing. And something fully also, digital. Yeah, a completely practical component of the fact that um, in Adventure Time they have a single line width for, you know, for for all the inking, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so whereas we like wanted to match making, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas like making sense is sort of a more of a brush style where the where the, the outlines of characters and things have mm-hmm. different have a different width and weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adventure Time is usually mostly just almost like it's drawn with a pen, mm-hmm. like a technical pen just kind of one, one line weight mm-hmm. so we were asked to match the show as much as possible like but again we had a lot of leeway on character design and everything but mm-hmm. just everything you know technically how it looks like yeah that must be interesting stuff. to yeah. you know be doing work that's based on something that was created you know sort of by somebody else mm-hmm. in another mm-hmm. medium and how do you sort of put your own your own stamp on that yeah uh well yeah, like like Adventure Time, it, the there there is the, the the show allows for a lot of creativity from the from the creators, the character designers, and storyboard artists. Uh, so there's there's some precedent for that in the show, and and we we we, we took we took that as well with some uh, you know expressions, some uh, you know creature and character designs and stuff feel uh, feel sometimes feel more specific to us mm-hmm. um, but the and and the you know the Cartoon Network people were, were really supportive of that mm-hmm. yeah but, I think like we had a particular style and like scale and then treatment of the characters like the particularly the main characters like mm-hmm. um, and then I, I always 
liked kind of finding who who, bo- who finding out who boarded like a certain you know storyboarded out like a certain episode because like mm-hmm. Finn was drawn in a slightly different mm-hmm. way you know and then the animators would kind of match that and it would follow through and they don't wor- worry too much about that consistency so we were given that same leeway and yeah um, and in other respects like doing other licensed properties there's something to it where you're almost they kind of want you to put your own spin on it like certainly with Muppets like they're yep. like you know that we want that that you're doing because just also they're not 2D in the first place so mm-hmm. like just kind of drawing a puppet in 2D like it was okay to do like my own style yeah yeah you, you're able to get a lot more of the sort of action that mm-hmm. the that the puppets have on on the page in a mm-hmm. in a still image by by sort of exaggerating poses and and they're facial. like kind of frenetic quality like yeah. when they, you know they're shaking them back and forth or something like <laughs> yeah. i can't do that like when they're you know mm-hmm. kind of frozen there so you you can get like a little bit more elastic with them but that was how i interpreted it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's awesome I do something differently now <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> now how did you first get involved with, with doing you know these these well-known mm-hmm. properties because i imagine that's you know that's tough for an illustrator to break into that i would think yeah i just started with doing some fan art you know and uh had a uh, got an idea for I I did a lot of anthologies like it was this great way of kind of using a lot of different interests and skills like in comics and um, I wanted to you know collaborate with a lot of different artists and and it was also a way of making like a larger book like something bigger than a mini comic so um, it came around that you know I wanted to do like a um, a Star Wars anthology that was kind of more based upon the nostalgia that a lot of me and my friends like had for for the movies. Um, so it was a lot of like funny little takes, um, all short, and some kind of just uh, like sweet stories and things of mm-hmm. that nature. And it really got around. Like once I, you know, brought that to um, to small press shows, and so that got into a few different editors' hands. And um, and Brandon also participated in it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was, a lot of great cartoonists yeah, can, at the time. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of great cartoonists contributed to that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was going to say that you you have put together a lot of uh, anthologies. You've brought together a lot mm-hmm. of artists uh, with a sort of single purpose. Yeah. It was Who else was in those Star Wars anthologies? Uh, yeah, Box, Box Brown, yeah. uh Raina Telgemeier is in one of Dave them. Dave Roman and yeah. um, Chris John Schweizer. Green, Chris Schweizer, yeah. Zach Longo. It was just like, it was all of us who were like, you know, that was the reason why we were in comics. Mm-hmm. We were like, even though it's nothing to do with comics in particular, it was like, that's that's where the geek got turned on at some point. <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, that was the homage, the idea for the homage. And it was a sweet little thing. And, uh, you know, it took a little while. Like, after that, it was like, well, can you do some spec art for, um, you know, some Disney properties? And, um, you know, I think it was, uh, it was interesting to see something kind of done in your style and you know and I tested for some covers and that eventually becomes the opportunity to do maybe colors or breaking in lettering can I letter this thing for you can I do a cover once in a while and mm-hmm. and eventually I got like a um a four issue stint with Muppets and Brayden colored it and mm-hmm. then we got Ice Age and that kinda, there. yeah that, that was one of the first times that we really worked together mm-hmm. for, for any period of time was, mm-hmm. was you doing the, the art for Muppet Snow White, and I was coloring that. 
and that that also was kind of how I how I broke in as well mm-hmm. as like through the through the same publisher I was coloring other people's comics and lettering and uh, yeah then the Ice Age came along and we decided to work together again on that mm-hmm. on art it, st- it just kept like making a little bit of sense and, and we we were having like more similar like career paths like then you know some creative couples like they don't necessarily want to be working in the same um you know on the same type of con comics or in the same genre but we did yes (laughs) and it was nice because that meant like you know there's not a ton of work out there and we were Mm -hmm. kind of both like saying well we can both do this and you know produce it well and on time and that's what like i think that building that trust like mm-hmm. with the publisher and that's how Adventure Time when it finally came around they offered it to us and, and it helps it feel more like of a, of a piece where a mm-hmm. lot of times be, because they will split up the, the steps in making a comic with, where there's like one penciler and one inker and maybe, mm-hmm. a, maybe a few colorists uh, it was nice to have everything done in house so it all yeah. felt uh, like decisions were being made with the finished product in mind that's exactly right yeah we like that component like we'll start off like a thumbnail image talking about the color that's Mm -hmm. eventually going to be there you know so that's really it's always good to kind of like get that little kernel that nugget like in your mind and and you'd be you know that's your goal and that's what you're going toward and even though it's like you know a month from now you're going to get to that stage it's Mm -hmm. like it was kind of born then and yeah kind of keeps your focus. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, we're going to get to uh, talk about the uh, the expo pretty mm-hmm. soon, but before we do, we wanted to just mention about um, One Day a Dot, which is a recent project uh, you two were working on, which yeah. basically, it's it's not too ambitious, it just tackles the entire history of the universe. <laughs> uh-huh. um, <laughs> it's super cool. I mean, it's not the type of uh, subject you necessarily see geared towards younger readers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, you know it's it's just an awesome topic. You just talked like a little bit about how that came about and what you know sort of what the goal is behind that. Yeah, we we had been wanting to do some like science communication comics for a while, and then through our agent, uh, uh, she she brought us this the the manuscript written by Ian Lendler, and it was kind of exactly the the type of thing that we that we were wanting to do, and we and we got into. The kind of a kind of a long process of uh, what this book would look like because it's a picture book, so it, so it had, had we wanted it to have a, a, a look that would that would uh, that was not too busy that would allow you know. Uh, and basically, the story is follows you know the beginning of time all the way to a kid's mm-hmm. place in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like you said, very ambitious to go through the the Big Bang to um, you know his life beginning like on this planet and and evolving. So, and evolution was a big part of it too. So we kind of took that visual metaphor of this one dot and kind of kept expanding that circle out and out, um, and then you know kept with the rounded forms and repetition, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah, we did do quite a bit of development work in order to make sure that we could, mm-hmm. you know, as you turn the page, like you're jumping from, you know, early uh, primates to, you know, uh, humans people, with tools humans with and tools, uh, yeah. then cities and circuit boards and things. And yeah, and, yeah the, the, the circle helped kind of ground it and make everything feel like it belonged in the same book. The, That's right. 
cities and the dinosaurs and, we and had the never, microbes. Yeah, we had never done anything like that before. <laughs> we usually have this central character, you know, or character mm-hmm. artist, you know, we feel. And it was just like, so like, oh my God, like everybody who we designed is then gone. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's very design oriented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's very cool. This is the type of book that wish, makes me wish my kids were still younger. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking yeah. for children mm-hmm. to introduce these things yeah. to whatever I come across. We were yeah. a little younger, but probably still a little older mm-hmm. old for that. Yeah, the great, like, I, I would say like it's between like three if you start reading like yep. to your kid and then to all the way up to like maybe eight. So that's about the age group for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right, we're going to take a very short break, and then um, when we return, uh, we're going to talk about um, a very special event coming to uh, Cambridge in October. Stay tuned. Hey, gang, it's Pete here from Strip Search, the comic strip podcast. Thanks for listening, as always. A quick public service announcement I don't want you to miss the latest issue of Comic Strip Cartoonist Magazine. Um, it's a magazine that we have worked with a little bit since we got going on this podcast, and they were nice enough to feature our comic strip, Pet Peeves, comic strip that I do with my good friend and co-host Dave London. But not just us. This latest issue has a great feature on Pat Sandy, who does Next Door Neighbors, and Bob Scott's Fabulous Facts with Bear and Me, Alex Hallett's Arctic Circle. It's just a terrific edition and you should have subscribed by now but if you haven't you still can and you could get this uh, edition too before it sells out come to our website petpeevescomic.com slash podcast and you will find a link to comic strip cartoonist and you will learn all about how you can get your own copy all right we are back with strip search the comic strip podcast with our special guests Shelley Caroline and Braden Lamb, who are talking about illustration and their careers, and a very special event um, coming um, October twentieth and twenty-first uh, to Leslie College in Cambridge. It's the ninth annual Massachusetts Independent Comics Expo, better known as Mice, Mice, which is <laughs> the most awesome name for a comics <laughs> expo ever. Yeah. And we had some, yeah. <laughs> if only there was some <laughs> famous cartoon mouse out there. Yeah. That's all we yeah. would need. <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm pretty proud of that one, I actually. Did. <laughs> yeah, Braden did come up with it. Yeah. We tossed a lot of ideas back and forth. There's a lot of camps, there's a lot of like comic arts festivals, and we mm-hmm. wanted something unique. And yes, it, it means that we, you know, have a focal point for the show. We always have these little critters running around. <laughs> and all the signs and the missives and emails yeah. and things. And yeah. A lot of cheese is served, but oh, yeah. the main event basically is, is independent comics, and we're we're bringing together local cartoonists and regional like talent and also really special guests like graphic novelists who are known like worldwide um, to the Cambridge area. It's in Porter Square, um, that Leslie University campus, and um, yeah, our special guests this year are Vera Brosco, um, Jim Woodring, Tilly Walden, Tony Cliff, Keith Knight, and then we have some local uh, spotlight creators as well, which we're really excited about because, again, it was kind of born out of like this need for a local showcase of comic artists, and that's uh, Rosemary Mosco, Andrew McLean, and Charles Forsman. So we're just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun, energetic festival. We also do panel discussions on all type of, we, we tend to focus on like the intersection of comics and other genres, you know, mm-hmm. like history. And this year we'll have um, 
uh, you know, and, and we do like comics and medicine. This year, we're focusing on uh, comics and mental health oh, and wow. comics and and causes, like so either political causes or environmental causes. Um, and we do like a whole host of other things. And we also offer a lot of free cartooning workshops. So if you're trying to try your hand out at these sorts of things, we'll explore the craft, and you can do it with uh, comic artists. So yeah, we'll have our schedule up in uh, early October. I'm not sure like when this drops, mm-hmm. but yeah. It'll, and this is yeah. in addition to the, the, the Artist Alley, kind of the, mm-hmm. the, the main focus of the show is all the cartoonists from the area and coming from around the country. Uh, 200 plus yeah. Wow. cartoonists. Yeah. Selling their own self-published and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, self-created comics. Kind of describe it a that uh, the like that's kind of the bulk of the area of the show. We kind mm-hmm. of describe that as like a, a farmer's market for comics. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that explains why you need two days. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it. we really. We, we should point out that you have a, a website with all the information yeah. on it. Just mm-hmm. so tell our listeners. Yeah, m i c e x p o dot org. So micexpo.org. and um, you can find all the information there on the schedule, the exhibitors. And you know where to park. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard part. Yeah, take the tea. <laughs> take the tea. I used to live in Porter Square. I remember, and I was you know whenever it would snow, I'd be parking you know two miles away. We're from hoping my for no snow. Yeah, in October you should be okay. Yeah. Now, well, what then, age group are you, is it aimed at in terms of the panels and, and well, that type really of thing? Well, it's really we're really proud that it's family friendly. You know, we find that it's like you know it's. It's for all the college students that we have in the area, of course, like to find all these, you know, alternative cartoonists who are doing really new things within all genres. And then also you can bring the family, which is wonderful. You know, I find that the workshops are great mm-hmm. um, for young um, young kids. We also, but we also go up to all different skill levels in that um, area. We even have things like comic life drawing. So like if you've never done life drawing before and we'll like do some poses superhero mm-hmm. poses and things like that and then we do like you know making your first mini comic you know so you can do it uh we always say like how do you become a cartoonist and it's like well you make that first book you know and you can just make one out of a single sheet of paper mm-hmm. you know and we'll show you how to do that mm-hmm. um maybe try something like you know watercolor you know we'll also do maybe a demo on that or printmaking we do a lot of different stuff there's an inking uh, demo workshop mm-hmm. that uh, was really popular last year. Mm-hmm. I think we might be trying to expand that a little bit. Yeah, where yeah. it was, uh, uh, had had a couple of cartoonists who who have interesting inking styles demonstrate different uh, inking tools like a, like a brush or a nib pen mm-hmm. or uh, uh, even the like the splatter with a with a tooth, yeah. with a toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these things um, And that, then you get to try out each of those at, yeah. at different stations. This thing that you don't know, like, uh, should I should I jump in? Like, should I go out and buy these things? And you can test them out at mm-hmm. mice. Um, yeah. And uh, and I'd say there's really a genre for everybody, mm-hmm. too. And that's the great thing about independent comics. It's, it's like these... It's filling these little niches that you never knew that the mainstream, like, needed. Um and even the graphic novelists, the people who are available more widely, like their books are more available more widely, they're kind of coming up through through something like this, mm-hmm. through independent comics, where they've made their own comics and put them out there for years before, mm-hmm. you know, delving into some larger books. Mm-hmm. And certainly the Artist Alley. I have mm-hmm. been a visitor when I've taken my kids and I've just said, hey guys, go find a, <laughs> a comic book that looks interesting. And mm-hmm. it's a way to discover 
uh, new artists yeah. or people that you, you wouldn't necessarily see mm-hmm. yeah. mass mass produced. Oh yeah, it, right. it's yeah, it's uh, and 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 even like for for kids, you can you can let them loose. They can look at look for the the balloons. Yeah. If uh, if artists have a have a balloon at uh, a yellow balloon at their table, that means they have uh, kid friendly material there. That's right. Yeah, and we even have things like. Hey, if you want to buy ten mini comics, you can you can get a free gift like at our <laughs> at our front desk. You know, yeah, so sort of reward cards. Mini, yeah, mini <laughs> comic punch card, basically. Yep. We also have a really fun event called the Iron Cartoonist, yes. which is um, three cartoonists going up head to head, you know, against one another to. Um, in very short one minute uh, one minute art prompts. That's right. Oh, that's awesome! And the audience uh, will win a prize for uh, wh- whichever artist their section of the the, the, yep. the crowd is, is representing. They're rooting for. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's a lot of fun. It gets really raucous, and we we like that. We like to make you know cartooning like kind of a. You know, participatory, <laughs> like uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we even have this thing called the cartoonarium. That's another thing you can see artists mm. at work uh, because yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever gone to like Disney World where they have like one card, like they have one like animator, like sort of like mm-hmm. in in a studio. In and a I always found terrarium. that yeah, yeah. I found that fascinating. You go so by like, on the yeah. train. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're gonna do the we do the same thing, like where people will bring in like a page of that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do like some. There, you can ask them questions. Some people work digitally, so if you're curious about that, um, we'll have them set up in there like every hour. Uh, we'll have a new artist like rotating through the cartoonarium on the lower level. Yeah, so. it, it sounds like it's just, just a very mm-hmm. different vibe than your traditional Comic Con, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that you go to. And first of all, it's free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, did we not mention that? Yeah, totally oh, yeah. free. Yeah, free, free to attend. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep, so you can go in and out, whatever you want to do. It's a great area, you know, you can go get lunch, come back, mm-hmm. um, catch a panel. Um, yeah, the whole idea was to was that the people who come to the show have some, some money left to, to spend on some right. comics yep. and discover some things. Yeah, and it's, like, thanks to, like, a lot of community partners, like, that make that happen. Like, so mm-hmm. even Leslie University, our hosts, like, we're just so grateful that we can turn their campus upside down, you know, and, and give this focus to the mm-hmm. art of making comics. So, yeah. So as, a, as, as people who are actually putting this thing together with them for a very large group of helpers, what is your day-to-day life between now and then? Just just it will be until... While you're trying to make your deadlines for your other projects. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we, we kind of... It is... It takes over my life for yeah. a good couple of months, like before the for the end. And um, Braden's amazing with with also helping and then pitching in. And we have a wonderful like eight person team. But yeah, we're do, we're doing everything. We're getting the um, you know all the exhibitors situated, um, working on the schedule, making sure that it's nice and exciting, and um, you know buying food for everybody, <laughs> things like that. You know, so um, it's just we really want this to happen in our area mm-hmm. um, and it takes a little work but you know we're happy to do it mm-hmm. yeah I kind of I, I kind of hit on it the other day that like because you and I met in in sort of a little uh, comics community mm-hmm. uh, through the, the Boston Comics Roundtable and we wanted to have you know wanted to sort of expand that have a have a, a wider comics community for people to, right. to get together and yeah. find each other and find comics yeah and just like to do comics like you know out in the open mm-hmm. you don't have to just like be hidden away mm-hmm. toiling because they take so long it's mm-hmm. like just that 
that place where it all comes out. Yeah, you can meet your heroes and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. excellent. Well, mm-hmm. we uh, strongly encourage everybody to make it out there <laughs> um, in at the end of October and to check out the website, which we'll give you one more time. It's um, M-I-C-E-X-P-O dot org. I'm saying that because it's not actually Mice Expo. It that have, that would have two E's. E's. See, yeah. I caught up to that. I'm very <laughs> clever. Um, and we will also have that on our website, uh, petpeepscomic.com slash podcast. Um, we'll have all the information and the links that you need to find out about um, how to get over there, how to find parking, <laughs> and uh, and make your way in. Where the subway is. Yes. <laughs> yes exactly. We're very close to the Porter Square stop, so yeah. it's wonderful. And learn a little more about the special guests. If mm-hmm. you haven't heard of these people, uh, we, we wanted to have them out because we really like their work, and, right. and we want you to know about them. They're doing some really exciting um, books and have a really... Um, long careers so mm-hmm. that we want to introduce like our local community to these people so mm-hmm. yeah. that's great mm-hmm. that's great well Shelly and Braden thank you so much for coming in and joining us this was just yeah. terrific thanks, I really for, thanks for having us thanks so much alright and we'll be back with another episode of Strip Search next month